The Grain Thrive Podcast, episode 105. Should you start a second shop? Do you want to grow a thriving, profitable handmade business? My name is Jess Van Den, and I'm here to help you do just that. I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Hey Thrivers, Jess here. Welcome to another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. How's your week been? I hope it's going really well for you. I hope you've had a very good May to this point. It's almost over. I can't believe it's almost the middle of the year already. How fast does it go? Too fast. Uh, I've had a lovely week. I spent the weekend, it's mother, it was Mother's Day uh, with my mum I took her to a painting class in Brisbane for the weekend because we both independently got interested in painting art again. Uh, so that was fun. Nice to spend the weekend with her and learn some new things. And I've had another dear friend visit. So it's been a busy week. I'm kind of one of those weeks where I didn't have as much time as I would hoped to have had <laughs> to get my work done. It happens to us all, but we get there in the end, don't we? And, uh, So this week, I want to talk to you about a really important topic that just keeps coming up. Um, This is something that people ask me on a regular basis and that has kind of popped up again and again over the last few years in the Thriver Circle and elsewhere. Um, I'm actually uh, paraphrasing an old Q&A post that I did a few uh, years ago in today's episode, Uh, and it's about managing multiple product lines actually the question really is to combine them or not do i want to combine all these different things under one brand in one shop or do i want to actually separate things out and i actually went through this myself and i'm going to tell you that story in a moment actually i've been through this a few times but a very specific example in a moment but i'm going to read the question that uh came through and I want to use this because it kind of illustrates a few potential possibilities. But uh, think back, you know, if this has come up for you, I know it's come up for a lot of people. Uh, Hopefully this podcast will help you get a bit clearer on the direction you want to go go forward uh, with this question. So uh, it was a lady named Kelly who wrote this question for me. And it is this. What's the best way to include multiple lines which aren't necessarily a similar product to your dominant line in your business? For example, mainly selling watercolor prints, uh, paintings, but also wanting to sell t-shirts. So the two lines are both arty and could overlap to a point, but are still considered to be separate. Are you better off creating a new name for that line, which could be a business name, I guess? and using a made by your name under that logo? Or is it still an option to just sell it under the same business? So uh, Kelly actually said originally, I don't know that this is a good example, but I think it is a really good example because it gives you two quite disparate types of products. So watercolor paintings and t-shirts, perhaps featuring those paintings or perhaps not, I'm not sure. What do you do? Do you sell them both under the same product line uh, name, so under the same brand? Do you have separate shops like separate Etsy shops or separate 
brands or businesses even and see kind of which one takes off and which one uh, works or try to make them both work you know what do you do you know especially this comes down to and I've talked about this before you know finding your niche and finding your even your micro niche I think that there's a whole podcast on this uh, and why that's so powerful and important to do but sometimes new things come up or you know you might be doing one particular thing and then have a an idea of something that seems quite different and you're like well I don't know whether I should combine these things or whether you know I should completely separate them what what do I do here and today I want to help you kind of work through that and the answer to the question, you know, it's not one that I can answer for you, but the the answer really boils down to one thing. Do the multiple product lines, do these things, have enough in common to be branded the same? You know, do they have enough in common so that they can exist side by side under the same brand name? So referring back to that example, if you're selling watercolor paintings, you might be selling prints, and it's those same pieces of artwork on the t-shirts, then they can absolutely be in the same shop, in my opinion. Um, in this case, the product is really the artwork, isn't it? The prints or the t-shirts or the cards or the stickers or whatever other platform you use to sell the artwork, they're just the medium on which people can purchase the product. Now, you may want to think, well, how am I positioning my brand in the marketplace? Because, you know, if you're selling fine art and prints, like limited edition prints, they're probably going to have a relatively high price point. Are you? Do you then want to potentially devalue that by offering cheaper options? Or perhaps you're just wanting to make sure that your art can be bought by everybody and so, you know, you're offering these cheaper options so that everyone can potentially own a piece of your art. So with this sort of stuff, where there's enough in common, you know, where there's enough of an overlap, I think so long as your branding and photography is consistent and complementary across all of the different product types, this can actually really work well. Like I know shops that are really successful that sell like uh, there's one I can't I think it's called Peg and All and they sell wood products they sell leather bags they sell so they're not working even in the same material but when you look at their shop it just it all works together you know it all has the same feel the same kind of rustic down-to-earth vibe about it and all of their photography it's all very consistent so the brand for that brand it works for them right it's their niche is not a particular product it's a particular feeling or a particular style or a particular lifestyle so there's all sorts of ways that you can niche stuff it doesn't just have to be my niche is this exact type of product and I don't make anything else now that being said there are times when the product lines are so disparate that it is perhaps better to completely separate them into separate shops or even separate businesses and I'm going to give you my own example. So my jewelry business, Ethereal, that I started in 2008 is sterling silver jewelry. And it's a very specific type of sterling silver jewelry. I make eco-conscious, simple, contemporary sterling silver jewelry. And 
it's, you know, that's what it's all about. My photos are simple. My branding is very simple and clean lines. Um, and so that is what that brand stands for. Now, uh, quite a few years ago, um, I got really interested in like vintage clothing and dresses and stuff like that. So because I was wearing a lot of that style of clothing, I started wanting to wear that style of jewelry. So I started, you know, of course, <laughs> making my own. Why not? And I started playing around with that. And it was a completely different style of jewelry, completely different materials. And I found I was just really having fun with it. And I wanted to start selling some alongside my floral jewelry. But when I sat down and looked at the two things, I thought, you know what? These, sure, they're both jewelry, but they're very different things. They have, they have a completely different feel to them. The target market is completely different. And my fear and the reason why I, in the end, decided to create a separate brand and shop called Vintet for my vintage jewelry was that I didn't want to dilute my ethereal brand. I wanted that to remain strong and complete in and of itself. So I made the decision to start a separate brand and a separate shop to sell my other jewelry so that the two things could grow independently and uh, serve their correct audience. So this was pretty, it was a pretty easy decision for me. I didn't have to think about it in too much depth because, you know, the whole feel of everything, the photography was different, the backgrounds, um, the price points, like my vintage style stuff was much cheaper and it was assembly jewelry rather than handmade from raw materials. So that was an easy decision for me. So even though they're both jewelry, they're so very different that I decided to keep them separate. So I, that being said, I did keep, um, I talked about both of them on my blog and I had one Twitter account. Twitter was kind of my main social media back then, but I started, um, separate Facebook pages. This was before Instagram, I believe separate Facebook pages, separate Etsy shops so that, you know, people could come at the two brands from different places, but I was still talking about it under kind of my name, just Van Den as the maker of both types of jewelry. So that was the decision I made. Now I made another decision like that um, further down the track. And that was in 2013 when I had the idea for Create and Thrive. And, I, you know, I'd been running my ethereal designs blog for four or five years, wait, eight, nine, 10, 11, 12, like five years by that stage. And on that blog, you know, it was all about, it was a design blog back in the, back in the day. It was, I talked about my jewelry. I talked, but I also talked about business and I, you know, I was writing blog posts about stuff that I'd learned. I had, um, I'd some, I think I was selling my first ebook at that stage, um, based upon the stuff that I, um, had learnt. I'd run a course for the first time just based off the back of that blog. And, I realized there came a point where I had an idea for a new course that I wanted to run, which turned out to be set up shop. And I decided that, you know, I really want to, I want to take the business education and the teaching and separate it from my jewelry stuff. Because I, I felt that the two things while complementary, having them as one entity was holding both of them back from being what they really could be. 
So that's why, and I was running at the time, some of you might have been around long enough to remember I was running a little magazine, a self-published zine called Bespoke back then. And I I realized that three businesses was probably going to be too much for me. Um, By this stage, I believe I had actually closed Vintet down a little while earlier because it was more of a hobby business for me, like I was doing it for fun. And I just, I got too busy. Um, Ephereal got too successful um, and Bespoke was taking up a lot of my time and I just couldn't manage three separate things well. So I let go of the one that was, you know, the least profitable and had the least scope for growth in, in the future to me. So then I came to this same thing I came to again and went, well, okay, I'm, I'm going to have to let go of something. So bespoke, I decided to sell bespoke and let it go. I'd done what I wanted to do with it. You know, I'd run it for a couple of years and I was ready for something new. So I let go of that to make space for Create and Thrive to be born into existence. And that was, you know, the next step of this separation of different types of business. And, you know, again, because I'd done it a few times in the past, I knew what I was doing. You know, I, I hired a graphic designer to create a logo. I got clear on my branding. I got clear on my message and I kind of put it out into the world, really knowing what I wanted out of that business. And I'm, you know, I've never regretted starting that as a separate thing. It's meant that I could market it independent, the two things independently of each other, my ethereal jewelry, create and thrive. Sure. There's overlap in that they're both based in the handmade world, but my customers for ethereal jewelry rarely these days overlap with my audience. That's you guys for create and thrive and, and the podcast. Um, there was more overlap in the earlier days when we was focusing more on um, like jewelry for women to wear every day, you know, earrings, necklaces and that. But now that we sell mostly wedding bands, the two audiences have separated out. So it was a really good decision in hindsight to separate those two things. Of course, at the time you're taking a risk, you don't know for sure that it's going to be the right thing. And you know, I guess some of you might be thinking, well, why wouldn't you? Why wouldn't you separate things out and have two separate brands and two different businesses? It makes a lot of sense. Well, the reason you wouldn't is because it's a lot more work, (laughs) a lot more work to maintain and grow and manage separate entities, separate business entities is a lot more work than managing one. So if I could give you one piece of advice in this podcast, it would be if you can keep it as one thing, you know, if you can work out how to keep everything under one brand, do it because it will be a lot less work. You know, it means there's one website, there's one Uh, Instagram feed, there's one email, there's one Facebook page, there's one mailing list rather than having two of everything because then you have two lots of marketing to do. You have, (laughs) you know, all of that sort of stuff. You You don't double your workload, but you do add a significant amount of workload by separating out different businesses or different product lines into separate shops or businesses. So, you know, if you have an existing brand or product line and you, you've come up against this this wall and you have an idea for something new you want to do, ask yourself these questions. Number one, does my new idea have anything in, anything in common with my existing brand? 
So, you know, in my Vintet and Ephiral example, yeah, they're both jewellery. Okay, great. That's fine. They have something in common. Good. Will incorporating my new idea into my existing brand complement and improve my brand or shop overall? Or will it dilute it? Will it complement and improve it? Or will it dilute it? So, you know, Vintet was a vastly different style, a different price point. And I felt that incorporating it with Ethereal would dilute the Ethereal brand. And Ethereal was my core brand I, that I'd been working on for years. And I knew it was doing well and I knew it could do even better. And I didn't want to risk diluting that with this new idea that was still experimental. Okay. And the third one, of course, is do I have the time and energy to manage two separate brands and shops and all the other social media that goes along with that uh, and everything else that goes along with that? So at the time when I made this decision, my answer was yes, because my business was still growing. I had a lot of time to devote to both things. However, there came a point where I had to choose because I didn't have enough time to do justice to both of them. And so the the less profitable, less, you know, um, f- scope for growth, I thought, or the one that I was less passionate about, which was Vintet, I had to let it go and I had to close it. Now, I may have, you know, in in the long run, maybe keeping it under, you know, ethereal and calling it ethereal vintage or something like that might have worked, but... I just, I don't feel that that would have been the right decision. Um, At the time, I didn't feel that way, and I still don't feel that way. And that, you know, there's a lot of logical reasons why that is, but I also just, you know, it didn't, the look of it and the feel of it was too different, and I didn't think the two things could coexist and strengthen each other. Because the thing you don't want to do, you don't want to make the mistake of turning your shop or your brand or your business into a little bit of everything brand. You know, you don't want to be too uh, diverse in what you're offering because then people won't remember you. You know, if you're and this is a a really big issue that a lot of people face when they're starting, because many of us, when we're starting, we're hobbyists and we have all of these different types of stuff we make, different styles of stuff we make. And we make the error of throwing it all into one brand and one shop and going, oh, yeah, it'll all work. But it probably won't. And it's really important to do the work at the beginning of your business to be clear on the stuff that will work together as a cohesive brand and the items and the, you know, the product lines that just won't fit with that. And and sticking to that and realizing, you know, again, when we when we make that transition from hobbies to business owner, We can't just be doing it for ourselves anymore where we've got to think about what our customers want. We've got to think about how our brand looks to other people and make sure that we become the person who makes this thing. You know, you want to be known for something. You want people when they think about your business to associate it with a particular thing. Now, it doesn't have to be one particular type of product necessarily, but you have to have a strong, um, you know, your unique selling point, your USP. It has to be strong and it has to stand for something. And that may be, like I said earlier, you might your USP might be based around a particular product or it might be based around a particular lifestyle or something like that. You know, a, um, a business that's based around eco-friendly stuff. They can, like there's a great business um, here in uh, Queensland 
it might be Australia-wide, I'm not sure, called Biome and they have shops and they sell everything eco-friendly, you know, stuff for your kitchen, stuff for your bathroom, um, stuff for kids. Like they sell all sorts of types of products. Like the product lines are incredibly diverse, but they all have that unique selling point in common. You know, when you buy something from there, it's eco-friendly in some way, shape or form, right? So if you can find that hook, that unique selling point, and you can figure out a way to make all of your products fit within and underneath the umbrella of that unique selling point, then go for it. Keep it all together. But if you have if you have an idea or a business or something that's just completely you cannot keep together and it doesn't make sense, then you need to consider separating things out so that you can be true to both brands and give them both the um, the potential for growth that they deserve and we're going to wrap it up there i hope that helped you if you've come up across this problem i hope that gave you some food for thought if you are actually going through this or you've gone through it and you have a story to tell i'd love to hear it come over to the facebook page and tell us your story about this related to this particular episode or ask your question about you know what you you know what direction you should be going in Uh, this is episode 105 so make sure to reference that in your comment on the facebook page so it's facebook.com forward slash create and thrive and you can leave it there for us even if you want to you can just write a comment or look for the there'll be a post on the facebook page with a link to this episode pop it in the comments underneath that and uh, i would love to hear what you've done when faced with this particular circumstance Thanks so much for listening, Thriver. It's awesome to be with you for another week. And I'll be back again, of course, next week with another episode of the Create and Thrive podcast. I'm Jess Van Den and goodbye for now.